Welcome to This is Robotics, radio news, podcasting news and commentary from around the world. Please join us for today's radio news report with your host, Tom Green, for news, analysis, and commentary from the wide world of robotics. Radio News is a production of Asian Robotics Review, your most trusted news resource in global robotics. And now, here's Tom. Welcome, everyone, to This is Robotics, episode number 26. And oh, by the way, thanks for making us the number one global robotics news podcast for two years in a row. Thanks a lot. We really, really appreciate it. I'm Tom Green, your guiding companion into the wide, wonderful world of robotics. It's that time of year when we annually take a look at Time Magazine's picks for its global top inventions for the year. This year, 2023, there are 200 selections in 21 different categories. Robotics, as usual, has its very own category, category number 18. But my, oh my, robotics, now with its new partnering convergence with AI, has it ever slipped its way into nearly every other category? We'll take a look at Time's picks, plus we'll pull one out and showcase it. It's an amazing five-year-old developer called Shift Robotics from Pittsburgh. Shift has taken robotics, AI, and automation and brought them into the shoe business, footwear. What caught my eye was its founder, Zunji Zhang, in his three-minute description of the company's design process, the sort of ask it, research it, plan it, create it, test it, and improve it of finding a problem and coming up with a solution. Beautifully clear thinking and execution. Then we'll see what Wired's Brent Rose thinks about the company. He paid him a visit. Following that is our annual homage to Pittsburgh. We run it every Thanksgiving. It's the heartwarming story of Pittsburgh's fall and rise on the wings of robotics after 29 steel companies filed for bankruptcy and left the city in tatters. I usually do a preamble to our homage to Pittsburgh segment, but this year we have a contributor who provided us with one. Florian Pastoni, a well-known in robotics business, co-founder and CEO of InOrbit, a cloud robotics platform, who was also a pizza fanatic and an admirer of Pittsburgh, he just made a trip into town and jotted down his thoughts on Pittsburgh. We'll share them with you. Then we'll take a look at our newest website, RoboAI News, where we aggregate and curate the best in the convergence of robotics with AI. And we look to you guys to get on our wall. We'll show you how. It's simple but powerful. RoboAI News is dedicated to the most interesting man in the world, Gary Mathiason, the man who knew it all way before. More on Gary a bit later in the show. Okay, let's get on with the news. Kicking things off for November is What's New in Robotics? What's New in Robotics is the blog that we do in conjunction with Robotique. Robotique, offering tools and know-how to simplify collaborative robot applications so factories can start production faster. Check out the link to our Robotique blog in the show notes. As we've done each November, we take a look at Time Magazine's best 200 inventions for 2023. There are 200 inventions for the year cut into 21 separate categories. Although robotics has its very own category, number 18, robotics is pervasive. 
that has seeped into nearly all the other categories. To compile this year's list, Time solicited nominations from its editors and correspondents around the world and through an online application process, paying special attention to growing fields such as AI, green energy, and sustainability. We then evaluated each contender on a number of key factors, said Time, including originality, efficacy, ambition, and impact. Once again, check out the Robotique blog. From Sleeping Infants, yep, robotics is in there, to brushing teeth with 12,000 bristles, a whole mouth toothbrush you stick in your mouth, upper and lower, then push a button and it does the job. To motorized shoes, that's one of the things we're going to talk about today, and humanoid robots working in the real world. And then to a prosthetic ankle that mimics Mother Nature's. And also an unlikely teeny robot made of oak wood that could replant millions of acres of deforested land. So check it out, the Robotique blog in our show notes. One of Time's best inventions for 2023, it's the one we're going to showcase today, was the world's fastest shoes from a five-year-old startup in Pittsburgh calling itself Shift Robotics. The website for the Pittsburgh-based Shift Robotics says it all. The world's fastest shoes, says the website. Take the first steps into the future with an intuitive AI drivetrain. You can walk at any speed or, or run. It's like having a moving walkway on your feet. The company's battery-powered wheeled moonwalkers, that's the name for them, cost 1400 bucks a pair, and they boost walking speeds up to 250%. These shoes allow you to walk normally, not skate, just faster and more easily. Zujin Zhang does a fantastic job explaining the design process Shift followed. Anyone working in a robot lab should pay attention to Zunji's explanation of the ask it, research it, plan it, create it, test it, and improve it. Take a listen. Since humans first built tools, we've been chasing a dream. You might say we've got the need, the need for speed. We invented air travel, we broke the sound barrier, we broke it into space. Our desire to go further and faster is in our DNA. And yet, our basic form of movement hasn't changed in six million years. We still walk the same way our great, 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 great grandparents walked. Slowly. The way we walk is stuck in the past. It's time to bring it up to speed. Hi everyone, my name is Xun Jiezhang founder of Shift Robotics. I've been spending past five years trying to find a way to bring walking into the future. Introducing Moonwalkers, the world's fastest shoes. I mean, it all started on a day where I was riding a scooter and almost got hit by a car. That's when I start asking myself why I never walked just for 30 minutes. It's not only you know, a safe, convenient, and healthy way of getting around, um, but also part of who we are. So I made that mission um, to enhance walking instead of replacing it. I started working as a jet propulsion engineer um, to really understand how to engineer safety reliability um, into a super powerful and smart machines. And then I went on a grad school to, uh, to study local motions in Carnegie Mellon's Robotics Institute. And I was fortunate enough to team up with a group of really talented robotists, race car engineers, and sneak designers to do this only one thing, to pack everything that you find in a Tesla 
into a form factor with the shoes. So there's no need to balance. Just walk faster to accelerate and walk slower to decelerate. To climb upstairs, simply lift your heel to signal into lock mode. And to go back to the shift mode, simply lift and turn your heel. With Moonwalkers, you can walk like a pro in under 10 steps. So at the heart of the Moonwalkers, we have our state-of-the-art brushless DC motor that sends its power through our gearbox, which is first cast using 350 tons of clamping pressure. Then we machine it to tolerances thinner than the human hair. Uh, that power is then sent to the ground through eight PU wheels. The intuitive control is made possible by having custom control modules in both shoes. Uh, each shoe communicates to each other, uh, passing acceleration and gyro data, and we pass that through a neuromuscular model. So we've spent the last five years generating nine generations of prototypes to take moonwalkers from concept to production. Uh, we've tested these on countless beta testers, covered hundreds of miles of the roughest urban terrain, from cracked sidewalks to gravel. I mean, you, you name it, we've crossed it in our shift shoes. Despite the global supply chain challenge, uh, we are already in production of some of our early production units using the same suppliers that Tesla even sources from. Uh, and we've already procured all the raw materials, all the semiconductors to build our first batch of production units. We have shoes in production today. We believe in a future where everything can be within our walking distance. And the first step is to help people walk effortlessly at a run speed. So please join us and take one small step for walking, one giant leap for the future of urban mobility. Thank you. Then, why it's Brent Rose pay them a visit. Hello, fellow pedestrians. You know that feeling when you're at the airport and you step onto a moving sidewalk? You're still walking, but suddenly the world is floating by so much faster and you have all this extra effortless speed. Well, that's the idea behind these. They're called moonwalkers and they basically put an electric moving sidewalk under each of your shoes. They promise to increase your walking speed by 250% with no additional effort. So, questions. Are they real? Apparently. Are they ridiculous? Possibly. Are they safe? Are they tough enough? Do they work? Are they actually good? So we've reached out to Shift Robotics here in winter in Pittsburgh, and we're gonna check out their R&D lab. This is actually the ninth iteration of the Moonwalkers. So we've been going through at least nine generations of major iterations and countless of minor iterations to arrive where we are today. Which was the first one? So this one, was de facto oh. really the first one. <laughs> this is before like AI was integrated. Absolutely, so, before so if any you just AI. Hit the button, your feet could actually just shoot out. From Absolutely, the yeah. If you don't release that, you can actually fly. I'm just curious, where did this idea come from? <laughs> like, what, like why? Yeah, if we can really enhance and augment the way people walk, especially in places like San Francisco, LA, New York, where most of the people commute around on foot or mass transit. Right. If we can help them to cut the commuting time by half, right. that's a huge saver for them. Pedal assist electric bikes are kind of like help you go faster in the bike lane right. with less right. effort. This idea is sort of like a, a walking assist electric Absolutely. Electric shoe to help you go faster just on the sidewalks. These things actually worked a lot better than I expected them to. And they handled some really rough, rutted out terrain. I was shocked at how well they did. Felt like I had superpowers a little bit. It almost felt like I was ice skating over land. These actually felt a lot safer than I expected them to as well. They're really pretty portable. Even if they ran out of batteries, you could just toss them in a backpack. And I like that they're universally chargeable with a USB-C. You just charge them under your desk and you're ready to go home.
They had pretty good stopping power, and I didn't feel like they were just going to shoot out from under me unexpectedly. They felt very intuitive. They felt like they were going to do what I wanted them to do, not what they wanted to do. Hopefully, nobody hacks them and turns them into rocket shoes. Low, there's still a few comfort things that need to be worked out. These straps really do dig in a little bit, especially if you're wearing lighter weight shoes, and I feel like they need to work on spreading out the pressure on your feet. Weighing in at 4.2 pounds each, you really do feel it with every step. Not so much when you're walking and gliding, but when it's powered off in, in lock mode, going upstairs, that's a real significant weight that you've got under your feet. They're also certainly on the pricey side, which makes them a bit of a luxury item, and that's gonna eliminate them for a lot of people. But if you're commuting in them daily, I could see it actually being worth it. Overall, I have to say I really like these things a lot more than I expected to. They were just super fun, and yeah, if I had a pair, I would definitely rock them around town, at least some of the time. As I said earlier, usually I do a preamble to our annual homage to Pittsburgh segment, but this year we have a contributor who provided us with one, Florian Pestoni. Well-known in the robotics biz as co-founder and CEO of InOrbit, a cloud robotics platform, who is also a pizza fanatic and a very big admirer of Pittsburgh. He just made a trip into Pittsburgh and jotted down his thoughts. We'll share them with you. Here's what Florian said. I was in Pittsburgh last week for a flash trip and was struck by how different the vibe is compared to Silicon Valley. That's where he's from. There's the more superficial comparison of the city of steel with many historic skyscrapers and bridges compared to Mountain View in the epicenter of Silicon Valley, which is mostly low-rise office buildings and single-family homes. You can definitely feel the weight of history around you in Pittsburgh. This carries over to the less obvious yet endearing trend. Many of the buildings still carry the names of their original purpose or owner, even if the world has moved on. So you may find high-tech companies at the cigar factory close to the Strip or the chocolate factory in Lawrenceville. And the tallest building known as the U.S. Steel Tower actually has the logo UPMC on it these days. UPMC these days stands for the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. The U.S. Steel Tower, also known as the Steel Building, is a 64-story skyscraper at 600 Grant Street in downtown Pittsburgh. In the glory days of the steel industry, it was the tallest building, and still is. Florian goes on to say, More importantly, what caught my attention is how collaborative the robotics community is in Pittsburgh. I attended Discovery Day, organized by the Pittsburgh Robotics Network, to highlight the work going on in the area. From research going on at Carnegie Mellon University to the private-public collaboration at the ARM Institute, many local startups such as Aurora, Thoro.ai, Carnegie Robotics, and Pennsylvania-based entrepreneurs like Spencer Krauss and Matthew Bilski. The level of talent in Pittsburgh is off the charts, and they all try to lift each other up. I've been to Pittsburgh many times over the past few years, and there's a consistent focus on establishing the region as a global robotics powerhouse. There's a strong esprit de corps that I haven't encountered elsewhere, with the exception of the city of Odense. For those of you who don't know about Odense, uh, it, it's a robotics hub on the island of Funen in uh, Denmark. 
and Odense is the third largest city in, in Denmark, aside from uh, Copenhagen and our house, I think. And since the year 2000, it has become a worldwide blistering community for robotics. So that, that's what Florian is referring to there. Florian concludes his piece. He says, to all you yinzers in the Berg, thanks for having me. A yinzer is, uh, is the slang term for people who live in Pittsburgh. It was historically used to identify the typical blue-collar person from Pittsburgh who often spoke with a heavy Pittsburghese accent. The term stems from the word yins or yuns, a second-person plural pronoun brought to the area by early Scotch-Irish immigrants. Over time, yinzer has been used by many Pittsburgh residents to self-identify, even if they don't speak with a thick accent. The amazing robotics hub that Florian was referring to consists of over 140 robotics companies. This is in a small city of Pittsburgh, uh, which those robotics organizations cover 18 industry verticals. There's $4 billion investment in robotics going on in that, in that city. There's 20 academic and research organizations uh, for robotics, with over 7,000 employees working on them. But it wasn't always that way for Pittsburgh, or that nice for Pittsburgh. And that's why every Thanksgiving, we bring the heartwarming story of Pittsburgh's fall and rise because of robotics. Pittsburgh is one of the world's greatest robotics hubs, but it wasn't always that way. With the collapse of the steel industry there in the 1980s, Pittsburgh was devastated and it looked like it was doomed. The city reached out to robotics, nurtured it, and with that nurturing and a lot of hard work came greatness. Surprisingly, not enough people know about Pittsburgh's plight and transformation. As Joel Reed, executive director of the Pittsburgh Robotics Network, put it, when asked, Pittsburgh is a bigger, more capable, and more influential robotics center than the world knows. So true. I found out the hard way. So there I was, speaking with the Brain Trust, charged with transforming Korea's Daegu City into Asia's largest robot technopolis, and I mentioned Pittsburgh as a model on how robotics can be so transformative for a city. With great interest, but mostly unaware of what took place in Pittsburgh, they asked how Pittsburgh related to Daegu City. They knew very little about Three Rivers other than the famous CMU, Carnegie Mellon University, a hotbed of robotics. I told them that probably no other city in the world owes as much to its revitalization as Pittsburgh does to robotics. That immediately piqued their curiosity. They wanted to know more. Although Daegu City, which is a population of about 2.5 million, is bustling in one of Korea's most successful cities, and certainly far from the devastation of Pittsburgh in the 1980s, its rendezvous with robotics may be equally enriching. All of which got me to thinking, how many should know about Pittsburgh, but don't. Here's a bunch of folks 7,000 miles away who want to know more and are sure that Pittsburgh's rise as a robot metropolis could help their cause. My next thought was, what a perfect story of Thanksgiving to publish during Thanksgiving. Homage to Pittsburgh. How Robotics Saved a City. Pittsburgh from Dying Steel Town to Global Robotics Hub. I asked good friend Henry Leonard, lifelong Pittsburgh resident and a former writer for the Pittsburgh Business Times, to share with our readers how Pittsburgh pulled off this remarkable renaissance. 
At the peak of the Pittsburgh steel industry in the early 1970s, writes Henry, it employed more than 90,000 workers. By 1980, that number dropped to 44,000. In the mid-1980s, the entire industry collapsed, with massive layoffs and mill closures. By 2000, 29 steel companies in Pittsburgh had declared bankruptcy. Pittsburgh's unemployment rate reached 17% in 1983, and the city was losing more than 4,000 people a month. Its aspiring middle class was cratering, never to return. And that was just the economy. The health of the city was worse. Historically, the air quality issues in Pittsburgh, you could qualify them as severe. It was a grim city, a city you could taste in your mouth, a city that smarted in your eyes. If you go back to the 1940s and 1950s, you know, life expectancy, particularly for people who worked in industrial facilities, wasn't much above 50, 55 years old. In the years since, Pittsburgh remade itself with robotics, artificial intelligence, advanced manufacturing, and software. Hundreds of new robotics and other high-tech companies dot the landscape and are thriving, which in turn has transformed the city. Pittsburgh's growing in population for the first time since the 1950s, and now features regularly in lists like the hottest cities of the future. And it's all due to robotics. I liked Henry's Pittsburgh Renaissance article so much that I quickly commissioned another from him. This time, let's look at Pittsburgh's future. Where is it bound in this burgeoning age of robots and automation? So next month, Henry's part two will tell us. In the meantime, Pittsburgh, from dying steel town to global robotics hub, awaits your reading pleasure. At This Is Robotics page for Black Friday's special at Asian Robotics Review. Food for thought. Wouldn't it be awesome if Pittsburgh and Daegu City hooked up as sister cities? and cross-pollinated each other with robotics? What cool things could come of that? Maybe a few among Pittsburgh's robotics elite many might set up a branch in Daegu City, and a few from Daegu City might head to Pittsburgh. How sweet would that be? With this, our 26th episode, it also is our great pleasure to announce our newest website, roboainews.com where robotics and artificial intelligence converge. RoboAINews.com joins its sister publications, Asian Robotics Review and This Is Robotics, to form a comprehensive platform to deliver to our readers and listeners global news on robotics, AI, and automation. Our website theme is Get On Our Wall! You, join the convergence. On our wall, you'll share yourself with the world. Send us your news articles, reviews, papers, studies, research, essays, workshop and conference presentations, notebooks, diaries, webcasts, podcasts, interviews, videos, photo series, infographics, charts, drawings, and other shareable thoughts, ideas, and wisdom on the convergence of robotics and AI. Check out the tabs at RoboAI News waiting for you. AI and Robotics Convergence, Research, Thought Leaders, Heroes and Heels, plus Use Cases. We'll put you on our wall and showcase your work just like we showcased Moonwalkers from Shift Robotics in this podcast. So get on our wall, won't you? Actually, it's your wall. 
We just aggregate and curate your knowledge. Send us your URLs for websites, blogs, PDFs, research, YouTubes, movies, photos, artwork, audio tracks, podcasts, vodcasts, or for any other URL that discusses, explains, or shows your ideas, your thoughts, and your actions. Our global robotics, AI, and automation audience awaits your contributions as we chronicle the convergence of robotics and artificial intelligence. RoboAI News is dedicated to one of the most forward-thinking minds in the country, Gary Mathiason, the man who knew way before about the coming of AI and robotics, what it would do and where it might take us. Gary is refreshingly prescient. In 2012, over a decade ago, when specialists in robotics were working hard to figure out human-robot interaction, or HRI, and get it right, Gary A lawyer with no particular engineering background or training was way ahead of most everyone and already knew where it was all headed. Over the years since, he's continually amazed me at his vision of the coming convergence of robotics and AI. In his honor, we've dedicated RoboAINews.com to Gary Mathiason. Now you can join Gary in showing us where you are taking robotics and AI. Tens of thousands of our global readers want to know what you know. They're waiting at our wall for you to show up. So get on our wall, will you? That brings to a close today's edition of Radio News. As always, thank you for your interest and attention. Until our next report, please be sure to click on over to This Is Robotics, the online news column at Asian Robotics Review. Also, look for This Is Robotics Radio News at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Pandora. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, this is Radio News, signing off. Have a great day.